Earshot with Steve Martin. Hello, hello, yes, direct from the world's greatest city. This is the show that's all about radio promotions, marketing and imaging. Here within Earshot, we play great radio production and we meet the people who make it. And today, his name is Chris. Hello. Hi, Chris. It's Chris Ward from Bauer Media. And Hayley Hayes is also with me as ever. Hayley, you've been doing Hayley's homework to find out what Chris is all about. Yes, Chris is a content operations director at Bauer City Network. Um, he studied music at the West of England University in Exeter. Where is that exactly? It's in Bristol. Sorry, oh, that's my fault. Sorry, you got do you it want... wrong on your LinkedIn uh, then. Oh no, this is embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> LinkedIn's wrong already. I'd never heard of the West of England University. Uh, so it's, it's in Bristol. Yeah, Bristol. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, which polytechnic was that then? Uh, Back in the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure actually. That's, I mean, it's so long ago now. <laughs> when you were saying it, I was like, no, it's not an Exeter. I didn't go to uni there. Um, and you started out your career at Gemini FM in Exeter and Torbay as a presenter, which is mm. quite interesting. You've got a cat called Lucy, and you're really into DIY at the moment as you've just purchased a 140 year old house that's falling down well I, I don't think people 140 years ago discovered right angles unfortunately mm-hmm. but it will be fine it'll be fine i'm learning lots of new skills it's very exciting so polyfiller and painter's made yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> fantastic to have you uh, with us chris and you were recently promoted to this position you hold now content operations director how much of that is about content and how much is about operations um, it, it's probably about a 60-40 split, probably more in favour of, of operations and the content stuff. I'm still acting as the group production director for the Bow City Network. I'm stepping a little bit back from the production stuff, so in the past I would have maybe made a bit, little bit more and more I'm sort of stepping back to do the strategic stuff, which is... Uh, it's challenging in its own way. Sometimes it's hard to let go, isn't it? When you, <laughs> you want to sit there and make a jingle. Um, but yeah. Well, you are a production guy through and through. That's your background. Although clearly you were on air as a, as a DJ once. That must give you an extra edge when you can say to your talent, hang on, I've, I've used this stuff on the air myself. I think I used to, when I started out moving into production, I would do bits of presenting on the weekends or the odd cover shift. I've not been on air for five or six years now. Um, and I think I've probably lost all that now, so I don't think they would take too kindly to me <laughs> me telling them how to do it. Um, however, I think when I started, it was really good when you're a producer, if you're able to do a little bit on air, because y- you, you, you're you on air, you're using the stuff, and you go, actually, we haven't got anything that works from a slow song to a fast song or vice versa, and you spot things. And as a producer, you can go, I could fix that. Mm-hmm. So you just make little notes. And I, but I certainly when I started and I was at The Real Radio or at um, Seven Sound in Gloucester, um, I would do regular shifts and I would hear things and it would be very easy to go away. Now, to sort of get that feedback loop, it's a lot more, I have to listen on air and I have to go, have we given them the tools to do the job? And they're just, you know, we haven't labelled them or made them clear to them. Or have we not really given them the tools to do this properly? Mm. Um, and actually spending a lot of time talking to presenters. I've got a few presenters that I'll catch up with for a beer every so often. And they'll go, we need, and then give me a whole load of things that are, you know, vaguely possible. <laughs> as long as they give you a beer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a cheap date, so... <laughs> Excellent. Well, you're going to um, be playing some audio. I think we're going to hear about the repositioning of the Bauer City One network in the next hour. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and uh, if you wouldn't mind just signing off my teases too. Well, I, I think that's how it works at Bauer, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't know what you're talking about, Steve. <laughs> So you've got more than 50 outlets, Chris, that you're producing audio for. What's the team behind that that's creating that content? Um, I'm incredibly lucky. I've got an amazing team um, who work for me. Uh, they're 
incredibly talented, really hardworking, and they're just really, really nice people. Um, we've got a guy called Gavin Pearson, who's in Scotland, um, and Gavin has been with, with Clyde for something like 26 years. He's been, he's been here for ages, and he's phenomenal. And when I joined, seeing him when I joined about three and a half years ago at Bauer to where he is now, he's, he's a different person. He's, he's absolutely blossomed as a producer, and he's moved on to uh, creating a fantastic sound. He's, he's incredibly talented. Um, we've just got a new voiceover, and he did a lot of work with them um, where we were sort of starting to round off their accent a little bit and make them a little bit more uh, easier. Uh, um, and and regionalised and and he's been fantastic in Manchester. I've got a team of uh, seven producers there. Um, we've got uh, Joe Thomas, um, who uh, was at Absolute and uh, was at Jack FM, and is just the best scriptwriter I've ever come across in my life. He's phenomenal. The stuff he comes up with is brilliant, and he's great at coaching as well with the other newer producers that we've got coming through. I've got some of his work here actually. Yeah, oh, fantastic! Look forward to that. Yeah, and he's he's just really creative really really creative um we've got a guy called uh, regan charles who came over from south africa um who's really quiet but amazing he just makes things which just make me go how did he do that that's amazing um and and when he sort of started it, w- it was great watching him grow as a producer and now he's creating truly world-class production and imaging uh, there's jonathan young who uh, joined me when i first started three and a half years ago and again he's gone from sort of you know down here to to really world-class status as a producer uh, a new girl's joined us called lydia um who's in the team of manchester and she's been with us six seven months and she's amazing she's um she's uh, 19 and uh, she comes up with things that I would just never have thought of. I don't think anyone else in the team would have done either. Um, uh, and we've just brought a guy called James Espley in, who I used to work with at Real Radio, and then went to Team Rock, um, and has come up, and he, he's fantastic as well. And uh, James Lawson's joined us from um, uh, when we acquired Orion last year at Free Radio. Uh, and again, his imaging is just world-class. And, and together, as a team, they really complement each other really well. They, they absolutely produce fantastic production and we did quite well at the awards last year um and it, it's it's purely down to having a really solid team who you know when i'm, I'm down in london today i know everything's ticking along nicely because they're, they're all doing such a fantastic job and you've been their creative leader for some time what have you done to nurture them you talk about their development as if as if it's just happened but <laughs> presumably you've had a role in that yeah i think um a lot of it is about building a relationship with them uh, and spending a lot of time coaching one-on-one uh, and providing constructive feedback. I think having an environment where people aren't scared to fail is really important. I think it's really good for people to try stuff. If it doesn't work, that's all right. That's fine. We we know how PDs and talent organise coaching sessions, but how do you do it with a producer? Um, the, the thing that I, I like to do with them is if they've got something that's maybe they've got a little bit more time to work on, and I'll give them stretch projects. So, for example, Lydia, who's really new, and um, James, who only joined us in, in January, they're working on our Mission Christmas campaign, which runs across all the Bow City stations. Already? and it's Yeah, so they're working on the scripts and stuff mm-hmm. for that. So there's loads of leading time on it. There's loads of time to be creative. There's loads of time for that stuff. Um, and I will go in and sit with them. They write some scripts. I'll go and sit with them. We'll go through them, and I will give them some, some feedback on it. And when they'll make some audio, I'll spend time with them one-on-one working through it um what i have seen um is it's great to find out what someone's strengths are and i'll take them as far as i can take them and then i'll try and get some extra support for them so for example regan as an imaging producer uh it it pains me to say this but he's he's probably getting better than me now he's probably outstripped my level of ability um so the next step is to get him some time with the guys at wise buddha 
and that's what we would do. Um, Joe is a fantastic script writer, really creative, um, and we got him to do a little bit of work with Kate Cocker, who's also a really good script writer. It was really good for them to bounce ideas off and try and get that support in for them and get it on a structured basis. I think the thing that's worked really well with my team is being able to spend one-on-one time of being able to wander into a studio and have a listen to it and I think also you know a fresh pair of ears (laughs) I've made things before I've gone oh that's brilliant and then I've come back in on Monday and what was I thinking on Friday you can't hear any of that it's chaos (laughs) Um, but a fresh pair of ears is make a really big difference as well and you've been making a a huge number of changes on your Bower City One network in recent weeks what can you play now just to illustrate the change you've made um, so one of the, the big changes we've made is the Bowser City Network is now playing a lot more music than it used to, um, and it's becoming a very, very music-focused. So they've introduced the, the new strap line, which is all the biggest hits all day long. We want everything focused around that. We want it to be much quicker, much faster, in, out, onto the next thing. Um, when we were over in Amsterdam, actually, at the Imaging Days Festival, and we were, we were chatting there, I was chatting to the guys, uh, Stax and, and Dave Fox um, from, from Z100, and they were talking about how in the States production's got so much shorter. And it pains me to say this because I love jingles. <laughs> you know, I've built an entire career around them. But actually, you need to be making production shorter and shorter listeners aren't particularly interested in the jingles as painful as that is to say it, it's about getting into that music quicker so what we've done on the Bow City Network from a production point of view is uh, the music's got a lot younger and a lot fresher so we've moved the production a lot younger and a lot fresher but we've also made everything shorter and quicker so we're in, out and on to the next thing. Um, I'll play you an example here so this is our old news jingle. So in 2016 December 2016 this uh, would have been the news jingle for the Bow City Network Online, on digital radio, on FM and on the app, with news updates every hour. This is Key 103 News. Quite a long uh, shopping list of platforms there. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, they went on longer than that in some places as well. The new news jingle for for the BCN network, which went live, uh, I think, 5th of February, is this. 10 dBs low. <laughs> it's, it's a lot quieter. That was how we've done it. Right, let's try it again. Key 103. News. So the other news jingle was about 15, 16 seconds. That one's about four and a half seconds. And that doesn't sound that big a difference. You're going, well, we say we're saving 10, 12 seconds, something like that. Um, but over a day, that's, that's coming out about four minutes. That's how much time you're getting back. And I... I I mean, as much as it pains me to say it, I don't think anyone's ticking a Rage Our Diary going, I love that jingle, um, because it was quite long. And, and things like that, that's where we've tightened it all up. So that's a really obvious example, because we've got the, even the same you know, uh, news bed under there. But it's just a lot shorter, a lot quicker. Um, so all the production for the BC1 stuff um, is that sort of much shorter, much quicker style. Would you like to hear some examples of it? I, I think so. I think that's why we're here, Chris. <laughs> Radio Air. All the biggest hits. All day long. I love is strong as a lion. Soft as a... Go! All the biggest hits. All day long. Rock FM. We were staying in Paris to get away from your back. All the biggest hits. All day long. Key 103. One. All the biggest hits all day long. 
When I was six years old, I broke my leg. Let's go! go, go, go. All the biggest hits. All day long. Free radio. I see I'm too late. Got nothing in my It's a really uh, vivid demonstration of that uh, musical logo melody you've got. And uh, I've never heard it being used in so many different flexible ways. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre when you, you start hearing it like that uh, and you hear it in the power intros particularly. When you hear a song where it isn't there, it feels odd. <laughs> I mean, uh, a friend of mine, I was at a party a couple of weeks ago and a friend of mine had Spotify on and they played a couple of songs that were on our playlist um, and obviously it didn't have the Sonic logo in there. Um, no matter how much I've positioned Spotify, they won't put it in. Um, and it, it just felt odd. It feels like something's missing and you almost hum it in your head. Um, and I, I think we've got it to a point now where it's, it is quite subtle. It's not sort of in your face screaming. It, it should sound like part of the song, particularly in the, in the power intros and in the top of hours and stuff. Um, really, really short, really quick. In out, done, gone on to the next thing. Hayley Hayes, you must know all those songs. I love the Katy Perry one. That's my favourite. <laughs> yeah. What you do you like about that? I just love it because it's just seamless. You wouldn't know the difference between the jingle and the song if mm. you if you were just an average listener. You'd probably just think, oh yeah, okay, that was Katy Perry. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't there, was it? No, 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 it wasn't. It was, it was a lady called Tori. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. So you're running it as a very much as a network with a consistent positioning, a consistent sound, and yet Bauer has always been really keen to underline the local identities of its stations. Isn't that a bit of a fudge? There's there's a balancing act that has to be done. Um, so, for example, in Scotland, we have a different male voice. We have different voices there because they have a very noticeably different accent. Um, over in Liverpool, to counteract the launch of Capital there, we've got a, a Scouse voice, a guy called Chris Mason, who's brilliant, actually, absolutely brilliant. And I think he's about to be a big movie star, so I'm not sure how long we'll keep him. But um, uh, and, and that's how we sort of localise it. We do um, a lot of localised campaigns. So, for example, uh, the Cash for Kids campaign, the one I was talking about earlier, Mission Christmas. That's um, we have a central template that we'll set up for that and then we'll localise it to each market. Mm. So while it may have the same piece of music, the scripts and, and the production around it will be tailored to each individual market. Um, and that's the way that we're able to take you know, a team of eight or nine producers looking after sort of 52 sites um, because we're able to sort of do that template and then tweak to fit those individual markets. But it must be more work if you're going to have to version a power intro with a sung intro for... Uh, six or seven different brands and score that up with the different phrasing and get Tory to sing it and mix those down. That's a, a huge amount of extra work that perhaps your competitors don't have to do. Yeah, it gives us extra advantages, though. We're playing on the heritage of our, our well-known, really famous stations in those markets. And yeah, it is an extra challenge. It is extra work. It's quite a fun extra challenge a lot of the time. We, we do find occasion with those sung things. Some stations, just because of the number of syllables in the words, just, just don't work. Which ones? Um, um, with the Katy Perry one, Hallam FM didn't work, actually. It didn't quite roll off the tongue. We couldn't quite get that to, to sound right. But it's a very fun challenge to do and work out <laughs> how to make it sound and how to get it to flow. And tell me about the strategy behind all of this, because you've very clearly demonstrated how you've delivered the strategy on air. But what are the audience and market insights that have driven this change for the network? So we did a, a huge amount of, of research 
um, which was just before Christmas, I think actually it came in, um, as to what do our listeners want? What do they really, really want? And it was very much a very clear musical focus. And and before that, I think our focus had been slightly skewed towards um, doing a lot of local content. And the research basically came back and said, we need to have a, a much clearer musical focus. What is our, our music position? And we had uh, an emotional strapline before, which was your music, your life. And this is far more a functional strapline. Um, and it's... Uh, an interesting argument and, and sort of debate as to, you know, which is the better way to go. Um, you look at a brand like Nike, they have an emotional strapline. Just do it. They don't say the best mix of trainers and running gear. Um, whereas uh, other things, services like us, it's much more about saying what is the service you're getting. You know, all the biggest hits all day long. It does what it says on the tin. You know exactly what you're getting when you come into it. And this, the research that we've had uh, come through said, actually, we need a really clear functional positioning statement explaining what it is that we do. And I guess at the same time, you're now increasingly in a digital environment where you're not talking about one station in each market. You've got two or, th- or three surfaced in each of these communities. What are you doing with two and three? Uh, so the Bow City 2 network... I, I think it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's, it's the one I listen to when I'm bodging the house back together because yeah. the ceiling's fallen in or, or what have you. Um, it's, the music on it is just brilliant. It's really good, feel-good, upbeat music. Um, we've got uh, a jingle package on there, uh, which has come from Tim James at Bespoke, um, and it's really, really lovely. It's warm, it's feel-good. Uh, he's found um, some Cornish singers who, who don't have the accents <laughs> for you are. Uh, but they sound, they sound great, and it's a really nice, warm, friendly station. It's a slightly older audience. And then the Bow City 3 network is very hot, very CHR, um, uh, and just that much, much younger as well. And again, great listening. They've got really passionate presenters there. Um, and, and my team love making stuff for it because, you know, producers love doing CHR imaging. That's the thing that gets them excited, more whoops and yes and, and, and imaging effects. So your City One network, are you not describing that as a CHR? Is that more of a, a hot AC? Yeah, it's hot AC, probably bordering on CHR, but it's definitely a hot AC network. It, it's moving, it's closer towards CHR than it was before, but it's, it's definitely a hot AC network, yeah. So what other audio have you brought along for us to listen to? Um, well, I, I was going to bring lots of my audio, um, <laughs> but I, I thought it would much be better to talk about the stuff my team make because right. they are they're absolutely fantastic. It's a great opportunity to showcase some of the, the fantastic stuff they do. So uh, the first thing I brought was um, a promo made by uh, Joe Thomas in my team. And uh, actually Joe wrote it and uh, James Espley produced it. And what I love about this is uh, this is a really simple promo. This is just as promo promoting the comedy festival in Glasgow. And I think 99.9% of other producers would have just written, comedy festivals coming to Glasgow, etc, etc, etc. This, it's just one little bit of creative, loads of information's in there, one little creative runs all the way through it, and it made me laugh out loud when I heard it, which is always a good sign if it's sort of, you know, end of the day on a Thursday, and I frankly just want to go home. This man's just won tickets to the Glasgow Live International Comedy Festival, thanks to Clyde One. He's going to see Frankie Boyle, Miles Jupp, Greg Proops, and lots more. And you can go too, with a meal at the Malmaison. Win your way in all this week through the day with Greg Z and at Clyde1.com slash comedy now. 
thanks to the Glasgow Live International Comedy Festival. Uh, you had to be there. <laughs> it's, it's that one little line at the end. Yeah. Oh, you had to be there. It, it just made me smile. <laughs> and, and it was a lot of information that the client needs to get in there, we need mm. to get in there as a station, and I think it, it made it come alive. Love it. Like. So simple, but good. And I love the fact he had an accent as well. It's good. Yes. The next thing is another thing actually uh, Joe made. So in Manchester, um, obviously being down in London, you might not be aware of this, but in Manchester we had an issue with a sinkhole, right? Uh, and, and it sounds ridiculous, but there was a, there's a road called, um, uh, that runs around, around the city centre and the sinkhole opened up and it took them, it felt like months to fix it. But this caused traffic chaos and it knocked on everywhere it didn't matter where you were in Manchester this thing caused you issues um, and it was, it was around Halloween time um, and we did some topical imaging and it was really short really simple so in the same vein that we're doing stuff now of very short production this is only eight seconds long um, but this was for Halloween we ran this on Key 103 just imagine this is how we tailor things to fit the market it's in this wouldn't have worked anywhere else in the country but in Manchester this sounded great Key 103 at Halloween Opening a portal to hell. Oh, it's just another sinkhole. Carry on. Which is kind of nice. It, it gives you a little bit of a smile. It's very tailored to Manchester. It's the sort of thing our competitors just can't or won't do. I always think of that stuff as just putting you and your audience in the same field of reference. Yeah. And it's a great way just to say, OK, we understand you and what you're going through right now. Absolutely. Um, of course, in Japan, they had a big sinkhole as well, didn't they? And they fixed it in 24 hours. Yeah, people in Manchester were not happy about that, I can tell you. <laughs> we go, get them over here, put them on a plane, it'd be quicker. Did that come as a proactive thing from your team or were you asked from your bosses to say, when you do this Halloween trails, make it relevant? Um, I think that's a really interesting question. Um, we are re- have a really close relationship with the programming teams. Um, we aren't in every market. My team are based in Manchester. Uh, and the advantage of having a team mainly based in Manchester with one or two people elsewhere is that from a coaching and development point of view, it is a lot easier to wander into a studio next to you and have a chat with somebody. And, and from brainstorming, that's great. The disadvantage and the weakness in this strategy is that you haven't got somebody in Hull. You haven't got somebody in Sheffield. You haven't got somebody um, in in Liverpool. Um so how do you pick that up? And the way we pick that up is having a really close relationship with the programmers in those markets. They will tell us there is a sinkhole here. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not, but they will tell us what's going on in those markets. Some things, I think, are universal. So, for example, uh, the new Star Wars movie came out uh, last year. Uh, big, big, big new story, you know, and that was big everywhere. It didn't really matter if you were in Edinburgh or Aberdeen or in Manchester or in Birmingham. That's a big thing. Um, so we can do topical stuff then, but things like the sinkhole things, that's really the local programming team saying, this is going on, is there anything you can do? And then we sit down and we'll have a bit of a brainstorm, and then we'll usually go back to the programming teams and say, will this work? Will this work for you in your market? Because you know that market better than anyone else, you tell us. And that's the, the strength that Bauer has of, of really strong, really talented programmers in these local markets. And what opportunity do you have to deliver these kind of messages now when a lot of your emphasis is about establishing your new music positioning? Um, at the moment in the imaging, we've pulled back on that massively. Um, we're focusing very heavily on, on, on the music positioner. In the production, in terms of promos and, and spotlights and trails and things like that, that hasn't changed. That still has just as much local influence mm. as ever. Um, and that's where we work really closely with the local teams to, to, to produce things that are locally focused and make sense locally. 
And do the programmers in Hull and uh, Sheffield and, and Glasgow, where the bulk of your team is not based, do, do they always accept what you've delivered or do they sometimes push back and say, hang on, you're just a bit off the mark here? Yeah, more the latter. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, That's a good creative conversation yeah. to have, isn't it? And it's a brilliant conversation to have. And they're all really nice. They're not grumpy or difficult. They're really nice people. And they come back and they'll say, maybe could we try this? Or what if? Or what about this? Or maybe there's something we've missed completely. And it's a great conversation to have. And having that two-way way of talking about stuff, I think, means we get to create incredible radio. Um, and we really deliver on this, you know, being closer to our audience than our competitors. Can you give us an example where maybe the programming team have asked you to propose something, you've come back with it and they hate it? How do you get over that kind of creative clash? Um, to be honest, we have really good relationships with them. And I, I think a lot of that comes down to going and meeting them and sitting down with them and spending time with them. Um, and they're all very reasonable people. It's, none of them have ever come back and just gone, it's all rubbish and get out, and that's horrific. There's normally a good reason why they've done it, why they're unhappy about something. Uh, usually it's either we haven't understood the brief or uh, we've done something and not explained why we're doing that. And it's much more of a collaborative process as opposed to them and us. It's, it's working together to work out, well, how can we get this to where it needs to be? Have you ever heard anything back on the radio and thought, oh, I wish I would have done that differently? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, when the Bow City One network launched, uh, I had to stop doing it as well because um, I'd work quite late nights and I'd go to Tesco's on the way home because it was the only place that was open at, you know, 11.30 at night. And in Tesco's, they love to have Key 103 on in the evenings near where I live. Uh, so I'd be stocking the shelves and I'd hear something and go, oh, processing's not right on that. And that would annoy me for another hour and a half and I'd think, oh, I really want to go back and fix it. But you can't do that. And, and you do hear things, particularly uh, when you're working on such a big network, they have different processing on the transmitters at all of these different sites. Um, and, and you hear things sometimes with, with processing on where you go, I was not expecting it to sound like that. It sounded great in the studio, but actually when it's going out and hitting the tower and it's getting hit by an Omnia or, um, or anything like that and you go, OK, it's, it's now sounding a bit muddy and we need to... to tweak the processing on it a little bit um, and, and that's a really good way of, of spotting things and listening to things as well Who wrote the sinkhole piece? Uh, that was Joe Thomas Joe I'm not Thomas. surprised it's got a bit of the Jackson absolute about it Yeah it has indeed doesn't <laughs> it it's great it's absolutely great um, So when we're talking about that topical production um, we uh, work with Kate Cocker mm-hmm who's been a brilliant woman. She comes in uh, every so often, has done some coaching and mentoring with some of the team. Um, and Kate and I produced this. So when we were talking about uh, topical stuff, this is the sort of thing that um, we did uh, it was either last year or year before last. I think now we wouldn't do it. It's too long. But it's a great example of us reacting to something that's topical uh, and happening just that day. And this is something where it isn't local, but it's definitely happening across the whole country. So this is um, uh, when Star Wars the movie came out. And I, I don't know if you remember the, just the big... Everybody was talking about it. It was everywhere. It was just over all social media. It felt like it was covering the news. And this is what we had on air. Key 103. Y'all ready for this? The top ten eternities. A long time ago, in a year far, far away, episode X, the top ten at ten. It is a period of recovery after a time of recession. Britpop has established bases in London and Manchester. 
A group of toys led by Woody and Buzz Lightyear have invented a powerful force called CGI. And a young woman by the name of Cher has dispatched a new phrase. Whatever. But what is the year? Taking you back, we are. This is Key 103. Yeah, really involved. <laughs> really involved. Very much of the moment. It's what everybody was talking about. It was interrupting our normal programming. Normally, used to have the top ten at ten every day at ten o'clock, and it was a you know, guess the year kind of feature. Um, everybody hears that top ten at ten opener every day, and we did something different, which was attention grabbing. Um, I think now we would do something similar, but we'd make it a lot shorter. Mm. Uh, but it was it was very good on the day, and it certainly got a lot of people talking. And do you still have features like that in you know, appointment listens on the stations uh, now, or have you really stripped it back just to the hits? Um, it is just the hits. We do still have some some feature shows. Mm-hmm. So we've got sort of uh, floor fillers on a Friday night and on a Saturday night, and we do uh, two o'clock anthems as well mm-hmm. uh, on the weekdays. Uh, however, we've stripped it back. The top ten at ten feature has moved from BC One uh, from the Bar City One network and has now moved onto the Bar City Two network, um, and it's sounding great on there as well. And I'm just thinking with my strategy hat on again about this move that you've made with, with Bower City One to make it a lot more music intensive and make it younger. What, what's the thinking behind that at a time when we know young listeners are spending less time with radio and streaming music services are in the ascendancy? Yeah, the streaming music thing is fascinating, isn't it, as well, of, of where is that going, what is that changing? The research that um, uh, I've, I've seen or heard about that is that um, with the streaming services, what a lot of people are doing is they are uh, opting out of reality um, when they've maybe had enough of it and going off to a streaming service and then they come back a few days later. So radio's not losing them. It's losing them for maybe a few hours, maybe a couple of days, maybe even a week, but they come back. But do you remember there was a guy called Ken Bigley who was uh, in Iraq and he was an aid worker over there and he got beheaded. And um, this uh, this bothered me at the time. I, I saw the whole story and it felt like it was just every week there was some sort of horrific thing happening in Iraq to the point where I didn't want to hear the news anymore. I just I didn't want to be part I didn't want to listen to what was going on and I found myself deliberately when the news came on I'd flick radio stations and I think that that's a lot of what goes on if you know if the news gets a bit depressing sometimes you just want to opt out you don't want to be part of that for a little bit and get away from that rat race Um, and I think those streaming services they're certainly having an impact on radio but I don't I don't think they're going to be the death of radio by any stretch of the imagination. And how confident are you that even with just a limited amount of speech content and local references on those stations, that you can still maintain radio's advantage over the streaming services? It's making sure that that content's brilliant and and engaging and entertaining um, and keeps the audience connected with what's going on around them. Um, And I I think we're doing that. I think it's sounding really good on, on the BC One network. I was just going to say that links back to your research about functionality. People don't want to hear that it's the radio. They just want to hear it's the music. And I think that's probably where the feedback's coming. And I know from myself at the gym, as much as I love the radio, I will listen to a streaming service because when I'm on the machine, I want that RPM going. I don't want it to be interrupted by an advert or the news or the traffic. So you, you can see where for everyday life, sometimes you do just want music Chris and Haley agree, and I will just carry out that with the uh, time-honoured phrase that data is not the plural of anecdote. (laughs) 
What else have you brought along, Chris? Let's hear some um, more from uh, another star member of your team. I, I really love this. This is something that Regan uh, Charles made for us, um, and uh, we're running very short music demos on the Bower City Network to demonstrate the breadth of music that we play. And uh, Regan's produced these, and his, his level of production is just fantastic. Uh, have a listen to the production qualities in it. It's really short, it's really quick, it does everything that we were talking about before, of in, out, onto the next thing. Lots of energy. Uh, I think he's done a brilliant job. More hit music means more. Ed Sheeran. More. More. Beyonce. And more. The Weekend. Viking FM. Tell me what you really like Maybe I can take my time We don't ever have to fight Just take it Oh, it's so beat perfect, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. And he's he's just a phenomenal producer. He's really, really good on the CHR stuff, um, all, all that sort of imaging. And he's great at coaching the young members of the team and the newer starters as well and getting them up to speed on things very quickly. And this is Regan, who's come from South Africa. Yes, yeah, via London. Came to London for a little bit, yeah. then came up to Manchester. Decided the weather was too nice down here, so thought he'd come up to Manchester for a bit. It's a two-way street, you know. I was in a South African radio station the other day, <laughs> and their imager had come from Capital. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> We're exporting and importing, it's great. And uh, the, the final piece I was going to play was uh, from Jonathan. Um, so uh, this is a promo that Jonathan uh, Young, um, who came from KMFM in, in Kent originally, um, and he started with me. He was one of my first hires at Bauer, so he's been with the company about three and a bit years now. Um, and, and watching him grow and develop has been brilliant. Uh, and he's taken feedback really well, and the level he's working at now is just absolutely up there um, and this is a really nice simple idea where he's taken uh, a new song and he sampled it into a promo uh, for uh, Flip Out or Time Out for Clyde One but it's a really simple idea but it ties us into the music and, and sounds really nice the clock is you need to decide Flip Out or Time Out Next week, Clyde One has your chance to win cold, hard cash. Not only that, we'll send you and the family to flip out the world's biggest trampoline arena. All you have to do is listen to Clyde One on the home run to find out how to win with Flip Out Glasgow. Open seven days a week. Flipping brilliant. Flipout.co.uk. And you're using a lot of melodic elements in the messaging there, vocalising uh, some of the key lines in the, in the production. Is that a, a conscious house style that you're adopting there? Yeah, it is. We, we do do that quite a lot, particularly with big big promotions. We will also re-sing bits of promos as well. Um, we did it this year with uh, one for Summer Sun, which was run across most of the larger BC1 sites. Um, and actually, I'll play you the promo now, where we've re-sung a line from a song um, to talk about the competition. Are you dreaming of your next summer holiday? Next week, listen to Key 103 in the morning for your chance to win your Play the 5K minute at 8.10 for a chance to win a £5,000 dream holiday with Thomas Cook. Let's go! Yeah, because that's the kind of device that you can, in a competitive market, use uh, consistently. It's a kind of unspoken bit of house style, isn't it? But uh, uh, over time, it will become ingrained with the listener. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, we get on these songs, when we do do this, we'd get on them really early. So this would be, uh, you know, a C-list kind of really new song. Um, and I think we take ownership for it. I think it really helps us take ownership of that song. And it doesn't feel quite so cliched, I think. I like the way that it's part of the narrative of the script. It just helps the flow and it helps the message be conveyed. Yeah, absolutely. And when we do these things, we will uh, write the script and the sung line together. So we'll work out a sung line that would work in there. I think there's nothing worse than when you hear something with too many syllables being forced into a gap where it just simply doesn't fit. So we'll, we'll work out a script and it'll all be built as one thing, as opposed to we've created this jingle, now we need to write something around it. Or we've written a script, and now we're going to create a jingle around it. It's, it's much more one process. Last year we did it with a Sigala track actually and Winner Summer Holiday which, which sounded brilliant and um, uh, last week I saw uh, one of the sales girls walking along in the corridor humming it well as she's singing the lyrics our lyrics to Sigala's track <laughs> and I thought ah oh, well that's worked hasn't yeah. it <laughs> 103 holiday. Listen to Mike and Chelsea Tomorrow morning at 8am your chance to win a swift, sweet summer, summer holiday. Text summer to 63103 yeah. to get your own flight number. Listen to Mike and Chelsea win with Airtors Holidays. This is Key 103. So you, you have a musical background, Chris, and clearly you've got team members uh, who do. Is that a prerequisite to work with you? No, no, absolutely not. Um, as much as I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to production and I'd love to sit here and go it's all about you know having the latest Pro Tools TDM system or HDX system or and all these plugins and this stuff it's really about being creative and being able to come up with a really creative idea and a creative script and I think if you have got a really creative script and it's really well written um, the production can be pretty poor and people won't notice. Now, I might notice, and you might notice, and, and Haley will, will notice, but listeners don't. Listeners just hear that creative idea, and it will make them smile. And I've heard things that haven't been that well produced but have stuck with me, and I've gone, that's amazing. And I think with, with the team that we've got, where you've got people like Joe writing and scripting incredible things, and Lydia's incredible at scripting, and it comes in from a completely different angle from any of us would have ever thought of. And then you've got people like Regan and, and Jonathan who are just making incredible audio that's when real excitement happens and you get you know sort of amazing bits of production on air and the opposite is true isn't it you can have something that sounds amazing but if the script is muddled then the audience says hang on you're just wasting my time absolutely um i think one of the issues that a lot of stations have and and i hear a lot is where you have scripts with seven or eight usps in it um and this this idea of trying to get seven or eight unique selling propositions into one 30 second script it doesn't achieve anything. And we do that with advertisers, but it sounds as if what you have been doing with, with the BC1 network is actually take the same principle and apply it to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and make sure you have a very focused, what is the point of this piece of production? What is it doing? It does that one thing and it does it brilliantly. It does that one thing and it does it brilliantly. I prefer it with the chime sound effect <laughs> in the background. I, I thought I was being really professional there, but clearly not. <laughs> I'm just surprised it doesn't go... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Um, okay, we're going to hear some uh, audio that inspires you, aren't we, Chris, in a minute? Uh, yes, we are. Yes, sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> but let me just remind you that uh, every edition of this podcast, it's the Earshot podcast, is available at earshotcreative.com, isn't it, Hayley? It certainly is. 
earshotcreative.com. Uh, and you'll also find some articles there, interviews, some production tips, and load more. And a few weeks ago, I wrote a piece about a radio station that I stumbled across in Maputo, Mozambique, called LM Radio. It's got an amazing history. It goes right back to the 1930s. Uh, you said, Chris, that you've got a, a member of your team from South Africa. This station beamed in during the apartheid years from Mozambique into South Africa. And for many people there, it was the only way they could hear the music they wanted. But it was also Africa's first ever commercial radio station. So I just want to play you this because it's um, this goes back to the 1950s. And yet it is so aggressively commercial using techniques that we perhaps would still use on the air today. And yet this is decades old. LM Radio, Lorenzo Marx Radio. It's a little bit of Portuguese at the beginning, maybe for compliance purposes, who knows. <laughs> uh, but stick with it. Aqui, Portugal, Moçambique. Fala-vos o Rádio Clube em Lourenço Marques, transmitindo em ondas curtas e médias. Check your time by the BP chime. It is five o'clock. Five million miles ahead. That's BP Long Life, the world's first double distance motor oil. This is the medium wave service of Lorenzo Marx Radio, Portugal, Mozambique, on 327 meters, 917 kilocycles, and on 220 meters, 1358 kilocycles, broadcasting also on shortwave in the 25, 49, and 60 meter bands. I think it's got a bit of a Kenny Everett sound to it. <laughs> it has, doesn't it? It sounds like he's taking the pee a little bit, doesn't it? No, it's not. I, have you checked your time by the BP chime? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. It's, it's great to hear, yeah. isn't it? When was that from? That's back from the 1950s. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's slick as well, isn't he? Absolutely. Rob yeah. on the job. <laughs> I like the oil advert as well. That was yeah. great. Yeah, really nice. There we go. So sponsored time checks uh, back in the 1950s on uh, Lorenzo Marx Radio from uh, South Africa and uh, beaming into that country from Maputo, Mozambique. Uh, and at the end of this podcast, a little bit of a treat for you. Um, is there a closed-down sequence? Right. Stand by. Right, OK. <laughs> it's truly dreamy and it's coming up. But Chris, first, let's hear uh, what you've brought along as the kind of audio that inspires you. I'm, I'm interested to know, where do you get inspiration from? Um, so I think for me, I find uh, if I'm coming up with scripting ideas, movie trailers are amazing. They're just, there's always a great USP in there, there's always a great idea. And maybe it's not completely applicable for what you're doing, but there's, there's great stuff there. Uh, there's the Radium Production Magazine, which uh, if you haven't heard of, it's uh, from an American thing. They send a CD with it. Uh, there's usually 60 or 70 odd promos in there. And um, some are not so great, some are brilliant. But they all have an idea, and there's always something there. You go, oh, that's that's good. Um, that's Jerry Vigil's publication, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really good. He's been doing that for decades, as, yeah, as long as I've been in radio. That's yeah. been going on. Well, I used to get that when it came with a cassette sellotape to the front of it, and it came via email uh, yeah. from the US. Yes, I still get on email like a couple of weeks after other people. But yeah, yeah. yeah so that's great. Um, and then for for music stuff, um, so I have a little routine that I do every morning. I go to the gym in the morning. I do my morning workout, have a shower, go into work. And when I'm at the gym, 
I listen to. Uh, there's a digital radio station. You can download the app, and it's called I Love Radio. And on the I Love Radio app, if you scroll down, there's one called I Love Mashup Radio. And it's just mashups. That's all it is. Um, and it's all in German. So I'm not entirely sure what's going on a lot of the time, but it sounds brilliant. The production's lovely. And when I'm thinking of ideas of how we could blend or create things, this is just a goldmine for me. And it always says, you know, if you hear it and you think, well, okay, they must be in similar key signatures then because they've worked together, the similar tempos. You get so much information out of it. And it's, it, it's just beautiful production. So the thing I brought along for you to um, have a listen to it's something made by DJ Earworm, and it's one of his sort of end-of-year mashups. It's just a truly fantastic piece of production. But I think there's something like 44 songs in here, so see if you can spot all of them. <laughs> really enjoyed talking to you and learning more about your work it's a huge job you're doing it's a fun job though <laughs> uh, next time i'm going to be in miami that's a fun job uh, with some radio producers who are well less british than us i think uh, producer david konsky from australia that we know his work yes absolutely very talented guy uh, ron tarrant who images howard stern that would be exciting, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's a challenge. <laughs> Every day, I'd imagine. And Victor Lyle, he's the director of News and Talk at Production Vault. All splendid guests and all within earshot next time discussing their work and playing some great audio too in Miami. Did I mention that? <laughs> uh, Haley and I are also working on an edition of the Earshot podcast about programmatic audio advertising. Do you know much about that, Chris? I don't, know. No, me neither. Uh, programmatic is how online ads work, of course, serve to you. Uh, and it's coming to audio faster than you might know. So to help us understand what's going on in that developing space, Steve Dunlop and Sam Crowther will be here. Uh, they run a British company called A Million Ads that's poised to make the most of this new phenomenon with mass customization of audio advertising. And most importantly, they know how it all works, unlike us. If you have questions then, however rookie, however naive and ill-informed, uh, then they'll be in good company with mine. Send them over and together we'll get to the bottom of programmatic audio. You can email steve at earshotcreative.com. That's steve at earshotcreative.com. Thank you, Chris Ward, for being with us today. Research was by Hayley Hayes. I'm Steve Martin. And thanks to you for being within Earshot.
the ships of the seven seas, fair winds, fine weather, and a good passage. To those who guard the lighthouses of our sea-washed shores, may your night proceed peacefully, immune from fog. To the police force on never-ending duty, our thoughts are with you during your constant vigil. To aircraft crews flying high in the sky waves over the five continents, may your flight be without incident and your landings happy ones. To passengers and train crews traveling along the railroads of this vast continent, may your journey proceed smoothly and safely. To miners working at their dangerous task in the bowels of the earth, may safety be your watchword. To those of you who man the fire brigades and ambulances, may God protect you from the dangers and risks of your noble calling. To motorists traveling along the dark and lonely highways, Godspeed and a safe return to your home and dear ones. To mothers everywhere who tend their little ones, may you sleep peacefully and awake refreshed. To doctors and nurses in hospitals, and all those who minister to the sick and weary, may God bless you in your work of mercy. And to the rest of you, wherever you may be, in sickness or in health, may this message on the ether waves convey our sincerest thoughts. Good night, and may God bless you all.